Picture with me, if you will, that we're near the top of a range of mountains with some glacier melt. It's beginning to happen, you know. Summer's on its way. Last year's snows are beginning to melt. They're beginning to form some of that, uh, that spring increase in the, the streams and the rivers. And, and picture yourself right, right at the top where one of those little streams first starts. Just a trickle of uh, melt from the glacier. With effortlessness, it proceeds downhill. Certainly there are boulders in the way, there are rocks in the way. And what does it do? It doesn't push against them. It doesn't try to gather the energy to knock the boulder aside, for it could not. Instead, it finds a way around. Sometimes it will allow the water to build up a little bit, and it flows over the rock, still just allowing it to be there, allowing the rock to be the rock, but nevertheless, collecting its own sense of purpose and flowing downhill as it joins other little trickles of water on its way down to the sea. A friend of mine uh, was down uh, in Tillamook with me not too long ago, and he just uh, graduated in, in geology at the, the University of Oregon. And he said, Larry, you know the Columbia River used to be right here by your beach house. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the Columbia River? Yes. The Columbia River itself, I mean, this wasn't last week or the, or the week before. You didn't miss anything. But there was a time when the Columbia River itself flowed down through, if you're familiar with the Cape Stone it, it, um, um, outside of Tillamook, it, flew down, it flowed out to the ocean in between um, Arch Cape and, uh, and Lookout Cape. This is the power of water to seek its source. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't care what's in its way. What he described is that at that time it was simply too difficult for the Columbia River to penetrate down through the Cascades here. And instead, it took a path of lesser resistance, which happened to be the Tillamook area. Today we're talking about the principle or the spiritual law of non-resistance. And I think that story of the water on its way to the ocean, to me, epitomizes it. In human terms, here's how we state the law of non-resistance. It's simply that success follows a path of non-resistance. So when our life is going the way we want, when our life is successful, it's being in the zone. It's, it's feeling the effortlessness with which our goals are attained. It's not putting up a fight. It's not putting up a struggle. It's not needing to. Do you know what I mean? It's really not needing to. When you're in the zone, when things are going your way, when you're plugged in, when you're tuned in, you know, all those popular ways of looking at it, life is easy because it is. Because you are not in resistance to your good. You're not in resistance to life. There is nothing that's, that's causing you to think, I've got to put up a fuss. I've got to push back. And in fact, um, you've probably heard this law of non-resistance before stated in its opposite form. Have you heard the phrase before, that which re is resisted persists? If I resist it, it will persist. 
It's a real common way of sort of stating the, the reverse of it. And I think we're very familiar with seeing the, the reverse in our life, aren't we? It's that idea of escalating a problem. You know, well, well he said, whatchamacallit. Well, and here's the truth of that, plus, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and, you know, your mother wears army boots too kind of thing. <laughs> it's that idea of when you meet resistance, well, I'm just going to pile more on top of it. And one of, And how does it play out? One of us will be the winner, and one of us will be the loser, right? And we just hope that the winner is us, and sometimes it is. Sometimes we perceive that we are the winner in time of conflict. But you know, that's not the way spirit looks at the universe. The way spirit or God looks at the universe is that we are all always winners, and the only conflict on the human plane is when we set up our own opinions to be opposite of someone else's opinions, and then we try to claim it as truth. We try to say, no, my way is the right way, yours way is the wrong way, and we're going to go with that. <laughs> and, and if I do it strong enough, I will, I will break you down, I will prevail. And, and what I love, oftentimes we see this in raising our own children, right? When children first come into the world, they're so very compliant for the most part. They recognize that they're in a place of love and light, and we make suggestions like cleaning your room or brushing your teeth. And, and of course, we make it easy for them, and they see us as they're good, and so they're pretty compliant. They, you know, of course, well, sure, we'll work on that. You know, show me how to clean my room, and I'm fine with that. Then suddenly, that you know, somewhere around 11 or 12, sometimes earlier, sometimes later, it's like a hell of a I'm going to clean my room. Do you know what I mean? They of course, they don't say that, hopefully. They're still, perhaps at 11 or 12, maybe not going to be profane in your face. But nonetheless, you're going to get that pushback. It's because, of course, as human beings, we're each going to find our own way in the world. We're each going to have our own opinion. And part of growing up is expressing ourselves, expressing our own individuality around what we do want to do and what we don't want to do. And what's the mistake that probably nine out of ten parents make. We thank you. Yes. Not only do we push back, but we we tend to get on our high and mighty. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm the mother. You will do what I say. You know the, that attitude worked when I was three, and it ought to work when you're 13 too. Unfortunately, not so much. Then what happens? It escalates, doesn't it? Then suddenly, well, and not only am I not going to clean my room, but I think I'm going to not take out the garbage anymore, and I'm going to wear my hair funny, and the, the clothes you hate are the ones I'm going to wear all the time, because you're pushing at me, and I'm, you know, here's the way I can push back. Well, so much of life can either be that way, or it can be easy. And you know what? There are marvelous ways that the world has proactively used the law of non-resistance. Guess what one of the big one was that I thought of this week? It's shopping centers. Think of a shopping center. The people who have designed them, the people in marketing that have uh, kind of staged them and organized them, they are geniuses in using the law of non-resistance. You walk into a shopping center, there aren't even any doors you have to open to the store. <laughs> you can magically glide through that place. Everything is right out in the open, too. Have you noticed? You don't have to open anything up. They have free samples in all the stores that sell food, right? 
They invite you to try things on. They'll tell you, you know, that comes in 12 different colors. If, if you don't like that one, oh, and even if it isn't here, we'll bring it in from another store because we have your size at Clackamas Town Center. I'll have it here for you next week. The living, the buying is easy. Oh, you don't have the money for that? Well, we've got that taken care of at all. They're, they're revolving accounts. You can put it on your Visa card. You know what? If you buy enough today, you can get 12 months, same as cash. No interest if paid in full by the end of the loan period. Right? These are people who have absolutely learned in a powerful and actually loving. I mean, I, I mean, when they're doing their job right, you feel at home. You feel like you're like it's enjoyable to be there, right? And why shouldn't shopping be a lovely experience? These people are experts at using the law of resistance. It's simply of non-resistance. It simply says that success will follow the path of least or non-resistance. And what could be more effortless than shopping in a shopping mall? You don't even have to carry the bags. Most of the stores will say, we'll have it on the loading dock for you. You can just come around and pick it up. Or the higher-end stores, the people that really know what they're doing, will deliver it to your house. No sweat. They make it effortless. They make it easy. Now, we too can proactively use the law of non-resistance in our own lives. Normally, we think of it as the reactive mode of non-resistance. And that's when something bad happens, when you're in a position of, of anxiety or something's going uh, uh, particularly wrong. What we tend to do is like, we're right, there, you know, like this can't be happening to me, so I'm going to deny it. I'm going to push against it. I'm going to clearly make it that they're wrong and I'm right. I'm going to gather my forces. We're going we're gonna to charge into Dodge on all the houses, <laughs> on all the horses with the guns blazing. Do you know what I mean? But we also can use this law in a proactive way. When we think about what we want in the world, we just make it easy to come to us. In the same way that the shopping malls are easy to spend, why shouldn't we make it easy for the world to love us? Why shouldn't we make it easy to, to have what's seeking us, even as we're seeking it, it, why not have them come together in ease and grace and beauty and joy? So first of all, if you find yourself in a position of struggle, think of that mountain stream. It's not trying to punch the rocks down the mountain. It's not trying to do anything more than find the easiest route to what it knows to be true and good for it. Let me read from this lovely book called Working with the Law of, from Raymond Hollowell here. He says, does the little stream stop with the obstacle and wait for its force to build up so that it can push away opposition? No. The little stream is really not interested in the rocks or the trees or the things that might impede it. It does not waste any time and energy with the obstacle, but quietly works its way around. Some people, unwise to nature's methods, set up a different idea. When they meet an obstacle, they stop their progress, they collect their forces, and they put up a fight to remove it. 
This resistance they set up causes friction. Friction is an irritant. Irritants call, cause inflammation to the whole situation. For this reason, many people's lives are hard, exacting, and filled with drama. If we go through life fighting, opposing, resisting, arguing, we are bound to meet with many obstacles. We are likely to become so occupied fighting that we lose sight of our true objective of the love of the light of the joy and the peace that we so deserve. So from a reactive standpoint, it's a standpoint of non-reaction. When something bad comes to you, when someone is in your face, when the job gets uh, frighteningly terrible, we don't mount an attack. Instead, we hold what we know to be true about ourselves, that we deserve a good job, that we deserve a great place to live, that our relationship should be what it is, that, that whatever our picture of love and light is true, and if necessary, we just step around the obstacle. We find our truth through some other means. It may cause us to, to switch a job. It may cause us to go out a little bit on a limb. Do you know what? Out of our comfort zone just a little bit as, as we change the course of the Columbia River from Tillamook up here to between Oregon and Washington. And that's okay. I'm sure there were some times that if we could credit a river with having intelligence when it meant, I kind of miss Tillamook. I'm a little out of my, my comfort zone here. But that, but you know what? That's okay. We're going to find our own way. We don't have to knock down the Cascade Mountains in order to find our way to the sea. We'll take a different path. We'll do it in a way that's easy, that's non-resistant, where we can, we can feel our own sense of ease and comfort, not fighting, not using up our energy, not having that level of anxiety in our lives. The other thing is, think of the toll that resistance has on our own bodies. Have you ever really been in resistance to something going on in your life, whether it was an unpleasant situation at work or a relationship that wasn't going the way you would like, and, and you're kind of scrunched up in your shoulders, and that person walks in the room, and you're, you know, you're immediately, Immediately the adrenaline's going through you. You are trimming years off your life when this occurs. Our human bodies are not meant to suffer this level of fighting. In fact, another good example of where I think resistance we need to take another look at. Have you known someone who's been uh, critically ill and they talk about fighting the disease? that I'm going to fight my cancer tooth and nail. And they, they use metaphors that are really about struggling and strife and, uh, and great calamity. And I got to tell you, a lot of their energy around that will wear them down, will make them more susceptible so that the chemotherapy is harder to bear or some of the treatments are even tougher. And so Raymond Hallwell says there's a, a correct way of meeting a problem. He says very straightforward in a reactive way, we acknowledge the issue or problem. We don't deny that we have cancer. We don't deny that there's a problem with our relationship, right? It's here. In fact, I'm sure I did a fair amount to cause it. I will own my part in it. We surrender to the facts 
but we do not let them define us. We know in our heart that we are more than what happens. We know in our heart that there is good for us. We know in our heart that what it is we're wanting to experience is for us to have and we simply let go of this particular method of struggle and strife. We let go of this particular path and find an easier one. Because life is intended to be easier. So then on a proactive way, that's reactive. That's how we can meet some kind of an obstacle with non-resistance. But what if we don't even want to get to that point? What if we want to use this spiritual law proactively? How can we proactively make our life full of ease and grace and joy and, and love even as we're seeing what we want to see in the world? We do it by setting it up to make it easy. In the same way that the designers of the shopping mall almost make it irresistible, don't they, to, to walk through and buy some things? We can make ourselves irresistible. The universe wants to love us. And if we present ourselves with a friendly face, if we are loving to our neighbors, if we have that capacity of treating our coworkers as we would wish to be treated, we become irresistible. And it's so easy to agree with us. It's so easy to go along with what we'd like to do. And I don't, and I'm not even being, uh, you know, it might sound like I'm trying to be sneaky like a mall developer, but, but you know what? Everyone has the right to express themselves. Everyone has the right to stand for their own opinion. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I think that resistance comes up for us. It isn't that, um, that like Reverend Sharon would be right about something and I'd be wrong about something. Actually, ever. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just... It's just that she might have her opinion about how something should, should go, and I might have a contrasting opinion. And you know what? If we make it about who's right, if we get into a good fight, right, about who's right, well, first of all, I think I know Sharon would win, but <laughs> so, I, so, I, so, so like I don't want to go there. She's a, she's a powerful woman, I have no doubt. But what I do know is we both can live in our own place of our opinions being good for us. And if there's something in between us that's causing me to not be able to find my good, I just go this way. Do you know what I mean? And bless her and love her for what she wants and what she's going to get out of life. There's no reason for me to resist. There's no reason for me to try to say anyone else is bad in order to make me good. Because my good is just right here. And I'm loving it. And I'm being it. And the more I can love my own life, the more I can and just show the world how sweet it is and how I'm really clear about how I want to be treated and, and that my job is going to be great and that my relationships are going to be sweet, the more I show the universe that, the ease with which the universe flows my way. Then it's so easy to be around Larry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, let's invite him to dinner. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, I want to be a friend to that guy because look how friendly he is. I want to be... Do you know what I mean? I want to hire that guy. God, he has a great attitude. 
This is how we proactively make this law of, of non-resistance, this law of ease, this law of success come our way. It's by making ourselves irresistible, by making going our way, by being friends with us, by seeing how we live. It's by making it happy and good and irresistible. And then the world is our oyster. Then the Columbia River will, will flow our way, regardless of what mountains are in the way, because it's for us, and we're not against anything. We're not putting up a fight against a darn thing, because the goodness is already ours, because the flow of life comes our way. I have just a little bit of homework for you this week. Is there a spot in your own life that you're coming up against something that makes you feel like you want to push back, that it makes you feel like you want to show someone else is wrong so that you can be right? Is there a, a place in your life right now that makes you feel like just fighting, just digging in your toenails and getting the guns and circling the wagons and going for broke because you're right and by gosh, they're going to be wrong? Oh my gosh, even just talking that way, I think I got a crick up here. Let us analyze our own lives for a place where non-resistance would serve us well right? And I'm not saying you need to give up what your goal is. I'm not saying you don't deserve the best place to live. I'm not saying you don't deserve the best job. I'm not saying that the best relationship or the best way of being in the world that you've pictured is wrong for you. Not at all. I'm just saying there's probably a different way, a, a different route, a different means. Try something different. Hold clear in your own mind what it is you want and just let go of the people and the places and the issues that would appear to be standing in your way. Be that gentle stream from the mountains that comes up against a boulder and doesn't think for a minute of pushing it out of the way. It just goes around. So that's your homework for this week. Try out this idea of non-resistance in some area of your life where you're feeling a pushback. It might feel natural at first to escalate, to push back even harder, but let's not. Let's do something different this time and just go, okay, you can believe that. But what I'm going to believe is true and wonderful and luscious for me, and maybe you're not going to help me with this, and that's okay. You have, you have your own path. I'm going to go this way. The other little secret I have about the mountain stream, has anyone here ever been to the Grand Canyon? The, the, the relatively small river at the bottom of the Grand Canyon has carved away all of that material. When you position yourself as as true in your own way of thinking, when you position yourself to know the truth of yourself and what your good is, to seek it clearly, to know that love is for you, to know that the, the ability to be in the world and, and richly abundant in it, whatever it is you're seeking, when it is firm in your mind, it will wear away a lot of the obstacles too. People will simply see, oh my gosh, look, look at this powerful woman. Of course she's going to have what she wants. And they will literally move aside, even as the, um, you know, the river in the Grand Canyon has worn away all of, all of that rock, all of that stone. So your life 
will just become easier. The obstacles will either disappear, the obstacles will be worn away. It will be a life so much more comfortable, so much more successful. I'm going to close with a final quote from uh, Raymond Hollenwell's book here, uh, Non-Resistance. He says, when perplexed, remember the little stream of water, how determined it is to reach the ocean. Be that determined to reach and realize all of your good. Why delay its benefits by, by resisting obstacles in your stream of prosperity? Let us overcome that path. Every worried thought, every fear, every doubt, complaint, argument, angry thought, they are so much boulders, large and small, cast into your stream. These tend to change your course. They may lengthen the time for your goal to be reached, but ultimately, when you are non-resistance, you will unite your force for good with the good that is seeking you. Remove and dissolve every obstacle simply by blessing it being willing to understand it. Mark it no longer as a stumbling block, but a stepping stone to your highest good. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence. There is one life. There is one creator of all of these uh, amazing spiritual laws. And, and I call it God. It is that force of of supreme good in the universe. And, and what I know about spiritual laws is that they're available to everybody, that this law of non-resistance, this law of success, is available to me. It's available to me and to each person in this room. Each one of us, whether it's using this law reactively or proactively, we stand in that knowledge that resistance is futile, as the Borg would say, that there is only the way of ease and success that we are able to simply move around, move through, move over anything that might stand in our way. No need to push back, no need to have a winner and a loser, but rather just to stand in our own awareness of our own good. And so for each person here, I know with each passing day, there is that ability to simply come up to an obstacle in a way that is not resisting, that is simply recognizing it as another opinion simply recognizing that we can go a different way. And I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful with the, the ease with which life can unfold. Grateful for nature um, acting here as a, as a guide as we contemplate that river flowing to the ocean. And so with a lot of love, I just let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here today. Thanks so much. <laughs>